0: hello everybody and welcome to the spoiler warning podcast this is review number 621 with our review of an american pickle i'm christopher schnazy and i'm steven miller And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week in the show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest films coming to a streaming platform near you. Um, This week, we are talking about a film coming to HBO Max. Um, So if you have that service, you will be able to watch this film. Um, But yeah, Stephen, my question for you is, you know, we've we've seen a few films recently that involve food as one of the central focal points of the film um, obviously this is called an american pickle and involves pickling and presenting pickles um, there's an interesting scene where uh you know our our character begins to sell pickles in brooklyn to a bunch of hipsters and uh, my question yep. for you twofold Stephen, is how much did you want those pickles um and what do you think the appropriate price is for hipster pickles
1: <laughs> good question so i didn't want those pickles in particular (laughs) at the very beginning for contextual reasons but i definitely wanted a like nice fat artisan pickle maybe with like some kind of spicy rub put on top or something i feel like that'd be really good um yeah i was thinking about it quite a bit (laughs) at this point i don't know i haven't had i mean we have pickles in the apartment that has been one of the things that we've bought but not really like going fancy you know just your standard pickle spears yeah um I feel like I would pay pretty good money for like a street vendor artisan pickle right now. Maybe like I forget how big they were. Like were they like like I'm I'm gonna hold up for the podcast audience. <laughs> were they like yay big? <laughs>
0: um, yeah, I guess it kind of depend cause he had ver- jars of varying sizes, right? In theory mm. he was walking into the equivalent of a Whole Foods and just buying cucumbers to turn into pickles. Yeah. So, you know, standard grocery cucumber size, I guess, is potentially the largest pickle. Yeah.
1: Like, so a nice grocery cucumber size pickle of that quality, I would, I'd probably pay like, I don't know, six fifty for it. <laughs> I feel like that's what I would do. <laughs> if we're talking small, like you're not really full afterwards, then maybe bump it down to like four. But yeah. I, I think that'd be about my range.
0: Well, you are a fan of the pickle.
1: Oh, yeah, I'm a fan of the pickle.
0: Yeah. I, uh, one of my memories as a kid growing up at Oceanside was to go walk along the pier and there was like this little shop halfway down the pier. Um, and they sold, they, the guy had just like a giant tub of pickles and you could buy them for, I, I don't remember what they were. They were probably like a buck or something like that. And you just buy like a big old jumbo pickle and just walk along the pier, just like chomping on this pickle. Oh, uh, it was great times. Um, so I definitely, yeah. <laughs> even though they were kind of comedically, uh, presenting the smells and the aromas coming off those pickles. And as you said, contextually, maybe we wouldn't want to eat those specific pickles in that moment. But it's still maybe like, damn, I could use some funky, like just a nice funky pickle. Oh, like, yeah. It'd be good times.
1: <laughs> Give me like
0: a like kimchi
1: flavor pickle, like like some of that <laughs> nice funk. That would be real good. <laughs> we also, right before recording, we're talking about you frying food and about how probably bacteria <laughs> dies in the oil. And I kind of had the same thought when watching the pickle scenes in this movie. Like, yeah, I mean, you know, though, the the brining process like makes it fine.
0: Yeah, he, he was brining them incredibly fast, though. And I don't know how yeah. long that... Pro- I mean, I have definitely put cucumbers into vinegar and and water and salt in my fridge and, like, eaten it the next day and been, like, totally stoked by it. Um, but it definitely right. wasn't pickle yet. It was just, like cucumber salad
1: yeah it it is kind of weird that like pickling is an act like curing or anything else but cucumber just got to be what pickle pickle means this this is part of my stand-up routine <laughs> like what's next we're gonna <laughs> fry potatoes and just call them fries <laughs> what
0: <laughs> we're leaving it in um uh but yeah i mean uh that's our conversation about pickles we I, th- I think it's it's in every episode we have to talk uh non-expertly about some topic that right potentially there could be somebody listening who is an expert on the field so non-expert question does brining
1: remove bacteria like if, if i pickle raw meat is would it be safe to eat the meat after that like ceviche is kind of similar to that no. but it, I've always wondered <laughs> what makes that okay.
0: I want to answer the question, but I don't want to give bad medical advice to people listening to the <laughs> podcast. Yeah, guys, just throw that steak in some pickle juice, and you're good.
1: I bet it'd be great, pickled tartar.
0: Ooh. <laughs> Anyways, uh, what do you say, Stephen? We get into something we also probably can't speak expertly about. Yeah,
1: let's let's do it.
0: All right, we're going to take a listen to the trailer for *An American Pickle*, and then we're going to come back and give you guys our review.
2: Amoor, als in ein in 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 old country of Slopsk, I am ditch digger. As far as jobs in Shlopsk go, it's pretty good. We are the Greenbounds, and we have American dream. I find good job in pickle Factory. Sarah, I make this vow. In 100 years, our family will prosper. And then one day, everything changed.
0: It's been 100 years. The pickle brine preserved him perfectly.
2: You're too old to do that. The world has changed. Everyone I know is gone. We were able to track down a great grandson. green (laughs) Green (laughs) bomb This is nuts. Walk past the cafe, which you don't need when you live to. Your parents, where are they? They passed away. It was a car crash. He will tell me everything of their deaths, how their bodies died, their faces as the life left. We will bond over our pain. Mm-hmm. Oh no, love, you're not alone. I understand why you're a religious person, but I'm not. How do you grieve for dead parents? They were okay. Head all up. I have an idea. They start to business. That's a very stupid idea, Herschel. You have no life. No children, no friends, no job. You need help. I'm fine. You're not alone! We will become success. Wow, ooh, very pungent. Mm, Yeah, that's straight from the devil. We will finally make their parents proud. Don't talk about my parents. You never met them! You have captivated the hearts of the entire world. probably not best case scenario for what the family has become. In old country we have saying, "I'm sure this has aged well." If man does not throw punch, it is because this man secretly had polio arm. Do something, Ben. Throw your punch. You know they cured polio, right? A guy named Jonas Salk. Was he you? He was this. Yes. Is this your father? No, that's David Bowie. Is this your mother? No, that's also David Bowie. That whole poster is David Bowie.
0: All right, so that was the trailer for An American Pickle. It is the story of a immigrant working at a pickle factory in Brooklyn, and he falls one day and lands in a big old tub of pickle brine, and that brine preserves him for 100 years, and he wakes up in current day and uh, has to reconnect with his... I almost called him long lost but basically his you know his great grandson and try to like yeah. reinsert himself into uh the world having been absent for the last 100 years. So Stephen Miller, what did you think of an American Pickle? So I thought this was a
1: brilliant idea for a movie. I feel like the the Simon Rich short story of this movie I will enjoy a lot like the taking it's kind of like what he did with man seeking woman of like taking a metaphor a concept of a thing about yourself you're wrestling with in this case your jewish heritage and like how do you feel about that in a world that is changing and where you know that you have like separated from it but you still have things that you respect or want to keep of it um making it literal and wacky and just drawing it to the furthest conclusion I did not think the movie executed it very well. Um, I'm going to be honest. Like, this is a 90-minute movie. It felt like three hours to me. Like, the (laughs) pacing of it really didn't work on me very well at all. And I think it's just that once the premise is established, watching them go through the motions just didn't give me a whole lot of joy. Like. The first part of this movie is kind of the elf effect. It's like the fish out of water, right? Like Seth Rogen's Herschel is walking around New York and he is discovering things that he would have never understood a hundred years ago in his Eastern European place <laughs> where he lived. <laughs> and I, I, I'm sorry, I felt that stuff just kind of like brutally unfunny, like the learning about milks in the refrigerator and being wowed by taxi cabs and by the size of apartments there was just something there where like I, i got it i don't expect i don't know what they would have done differently but it just like wasn't landing on me all that well um and then the movie veers into the man seeking woman direction of like we are going to take these ideas of the like the war of identities, and we are going to make them really, really heightened and completely ridiculous. And I had a little more fun with that. But it still just, I don't know, it, it felt like a dragged out episode of a TV show to me like it didn't feel like a movie in the way that I wanted. And I, I don't know if it was just me, my mood, if like, <laughs> weird is not in a time right now where a movie about Seth Rogen coming to terms with his Jewishness is like, Like, maybe a year ago, I would have been, like, way more into that story. (laughs) But for some reason, though, like, (laughs) I I don't know. The the more extreme Herschel gets, the less it is the movie I think I wanted of, like, two people begrudgingly coming to understand one another. And it becomes more of, like, a sketch show in a way that just didn't completely gel with me. Like, I I thought it was completely clever and fine. It was completely fine the whole way through. I had, like, no problem with it. It's like... (laughs) well done enough you know the bits on paper are funny and like i get it i like the parable but it i don't know i i just didn't really have fun with this i was expecting a lot more of it so i was kind of let down by this pickle tbh what about you
0: chris (laughs) well steven i was kind of let down by you (laughs) oh Mm. my i actually really really like this movie um Thank God! <laughs> I, I, <laughs> um, I like I. I won't try to convince you that this film is funny and firing on all the comedy uh, cylinders. Um, I, I, I will also lay all my cards on the table as it started, and he's trying to dig a ditch, and his digging utensils keep breaking. I was laughing. <laughs> okay, so you were
1: you were in at the tone of this movie the very beginning.
0: <laughs> I, I was in to the, like just the. Him buying the fish, like, <laughs> and her just eating the fish immediately, like. The, I liked the, all that stuff. I I liked it, the prologue quite a bit. Okay, I got you. Yeah, yeah, like the entire opening that says gives us the 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 backstory of of Herschel. Like that, I, I I like I was laughing and giggling at certain things. Um, I think that, um, not all of the comedy works a hundred percent of the time. Um, but I think that the characters. Feel real and honest enough that they like they're they're interacting sort of gets past the the lack of comedy like the you know specifically the, the the talking about the milks um and like you know once again joking about Alexa and him wanting to fight the cab because he doesn't know what this like vehicle is, even though there's twenty other vehicles on the road when the cab drives up those sort of things don't work for me. But I think that this film actually handles the fish out out of water in a more touching sort of way than than other things. Like, you know, other films, like you said, like Elf, you know, it's trying to go for absurdly funny. And um, as I've mentioned on the podcast before, the first time I saw Elf, I hated it. And that was not funny to me Mm -hmm. at all. (laughs) Um, But like, even in things like... um, You know, even like the trailer for the, the someday will actually get released Wonder Woman sequel. Um, there's the scene where, um, you know, she's like walking through the park and, um, she's like, oh, all of this is art. And he's like, this is art. And she's like, that's a trash can. And like it's playing off the, her being a fish out of water in the first film. Like Mm -hmm. that's just supposed to be a joke. There's nothing behind that. But I actually really, really liked, um, watching Herschel like, think of the things that were luxuries for him in his time and then be impacted by the fact that they're readily available to everyone else those it wasn't that they were funny it was that he was endearing in the way he was he was like thinking about those situations and i love that aspect of things um as you said later on in the film things start to veer to absurdist territory where um he is stating beliefs that he may have um, that maybe society doesn't agree with a hundred years in the future. Um, but at the same time, he is, he is stating things because that's what he knew as he was living. And he doesn't actually have ill will towards all these people. He's just saying horrible shit. Right. So it's kind of like, once again, there's still like a, a strange, endearing, thing about him where you're like oh no and now he's sticking his foot in his mouth like come on just don't say those things and and like i i found this to be an incredibly touching film um huh. <laughs> you you already like joked about uh Seth Rogen getting ba- back in touch with his jewish heritage and stuff like that but all all of that 100% worked for me like i found this an incredibly moving film um it didn't like bring me to waterworks like some of the other films that we've seen recently but i definitely got a little Got like close to Misty by the end of this film. Got a little briny. Yeah, I got a little briny. It's like, oh no, it's just pickle juice in my eye. (laughs) Um, But but I think that I, I, I was prepared for a strange film that would be just silly. And what I got was a film that was less silly than I expected, but way more touching than I expected. And I I found myself rooting for the character, um, rooting for the transformation of characters that might stand in his way and really just like wanting to see him succeed as he tries to go off in his world. I mean, I, I also had the idea of like, where is he living every night and where is he getting money to do any of these things? <laughs> like there, there are a yeah. bunch of things where like, I'm, I'm uh, suspending belief as i as i watched the film but i still was constantly with this film along every single beat of the film and really having a good time both like gratifying emotional feeling towards the film and also honestly like laughing like throughout not constantly but definitely throughout i had fun
1: yeah i i don't want to take that away from you i, I was going to open my review saying i really hope you enjoyed this movie a lot um, <laughs> because i i i get that Sometimes a comedy, especially, either just clicks or it doesn't click. And if it doesn't click, it it can be hard to change that. I don't think there was anything about this movie that was, like, poorly made or, like, there was nothing in it where I was like, I get why this isn't funny to me. It just lacked the oomph that I wanted. Um, and I think a part of it, and I wonder how this worked for you, is you talk about the touching part, in particular, Herschel's um, experience in this brave new world and what i felt kind of alienated by is the movie i feel like the movie doesn't really put you in his point of view in a very meaningful way the movie makes him be the the other like the foil to the main character even when we are watching him i feel like we are not getting inside his head you know we're not learning the ins and outs of his life we're not seeing anything but the bluster and i'm wondering if that Matt, like, like, did that hurt it for you, or you still felt like you could extrapolate enough that you were, like, empathizing with the character of Herschel and not just what he means for Ben?
0: So I, I found, I mean, for obvious reasons, which we probably won't talk about in this review, I feel mm-hmm. Ben is the outsider in this story. And I think maybe if there wasn't that prologue where we get to experience Herschel's, like, kind of the chronology of his life and where he gets his dreams from maybe without that um I would have felt like I'm an outside observer from him but because I watched because that's like the text of the film I never left his POV like he encounters like we have to see we have to spend time with Ben because of how he is affecting uh Herschel's trajectory through his arc um But really, we're only cutting to him to see the stuff that Herschel doesn't see him doing um, and to see kind of where his state of being is throughout this whole film. And I think that we're always, though, watching the progression of the story from Herschel's point of view. And I think that like... I I kind of latched on to him in that beginning and that opening and like his dream of what happens when he makes it to America and sees the Statue of Liberty and like is like I'm here I'm going to build a dream one day I will be able to drink seltzer <laughs> like like mm-hmm. I'm 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 already primed to look at everything that transpires in this film through his his grasp of what he's trying to do and I, I think i was able to stick there and follow him the whole time especially because at various points in this film others throughout the city begin to latch on as well and to sort of support him or not support him depending on what's going on and i felt i felt it did a good job of keeping me locked to him and i i i, I never felt ripped away from him um un- like mm. you know there there's a, there's a little transition for like 5 minutes where you're sp- specifically pulled away from him to see something else. Um, but besides that, I was very centered on Herschel and kind of Ben was the outsider that I was watching.
1: Yeah, see, that that's interesting because when I think about it, you're right that the movie is following Herschel almost all of the time. I just feel like the way... It, for me, his character wasn't given very much depth. Like, a lot of his behavior, especially... When the pickle business is up and running, and it becomes this kind of escalation—specifically, of the business ideas. he tries
0: to start making pickles, not like sure. shenaniganry that happens around no, the pickles.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, the, the business he creates when the empire starts to bloom. I feel like even though we are watching him, were—and maybe this is like it being a short movie. Even though again, it felt kind of long to me—is um, that the. I feel like you're only ever seeing him as outsiders would see him. Like you you are seeing him as a bit or a punchline. And I don't mean that it like doesn't do right by the character. Like I think what he means to Ben is very clear. But I think there there are moments in this movie where the ideas that he expresses and the choices that he make they only work because we are laughing at him. We are not identifying with him in in those moments. And uh, I don't know, it, it is a weird dynamic because you're right, the camera's following him the whole time, but I just never really felt like it was yeah. mining, how would he see New York City? Like he becomes this like, this callous, this like bluster that just has to project confidence all the time. And we never really see that crack
0: at all in the movie, as far as I can tell. Well, I, I think uh, in a roundabout way of trying to like, explain why it worked for me is i'll say there, there are two brilliant things that this film does one is that though the character is suddenly waking up in 100 years in the future he he had this goal to create like offspring that by 100 years in the future would have achieved some goal He wakes up and is immediately found by scientists who explain to him what the situation is. So it's not like he just appeared, right? He's not like a, you know, a Terminator who warped in, in like a lightning bubble. And now he's trying to figure out where he is, right? He's somebody who was primed and said, hey, look, here's the deal. You fell into pickles. You understand how pickle grinding works. (laughs) Like You've woken up now. It's way in the future. We found your, you know, your great great grandson um, or great grandson or whatever, however Many years it's been hundred years. <laughs> I don't know how many generations that is. Great 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 great. Anyways. Great great. Yeah yeah. Um,
1: great. No, it's just his great great grandson, I think. Okay, great grandson.
0: Yeah, great. Um. Uh. But anyway, so so. He is kind of like he is. He is surprised by the state of the world but he already is willing to accept the changes because he knows that everything has changed. Um, so it's kind of like he's just there. It's not It's not him discovering the world. It's not Encino Man, right? It's somebody who's like, you're just here now and everything's fine. We're all happy to have you. Uh, let's do something together, right? And the second thing is that half of his limited view on the world is used as a driving force for ben right like yes he has his own view of the world but some of those views are strength of family and having goals and doing things to honor like your the the legacy that you are you have on this earth and it's things that ben doesn't care about because he's just a hipster in brooklyn and um and i think that like some of the things are jokey but some of the things are really like taking a simplistic view of things that have actual meaning that we might take for granted as people in modern day. And it, I, I think it really, really works to kind of like take that time of like, what if you applied old values to modern day and tried to elevate that in the way we interact with each other and the way we go about the careers we want to do and like the effort we put into doing something. Like, I, I just, I found it really, uh, really interesting how they use that, fish out of waterness as a motivator for somebody who's in the water
1: (laughs) yeah yeah no i i I get it i I wish that stuff had worked for me well one thing that did work for me just fine is how completely not seriously the movie has taken the plot like there there is a great scene when he first gets out of the pickle brine where there's like a a press conference and everyone is asking questions and (laughs) Yeah, there's basically a moment where they're like, you had better answer this because it's very complicated. And then it like skips the answer. And then they're like, that makes complete sense. I don't have any other questions about the yeah. plot.
0: And then they move on. Um, that, that was like, it's I I one of my favorite moments in the film because it's so fucking clever. It's just like, yeah. he explained, they believed.
1: <laughs> though, I don't know. Some, sometimes the insanity, like how absurd they let it get, didn't work for me, even though I love the things that it is not referencing but at least like the the tone that it is cripping from like there's the trial scene late in the movie which is just like a, a who's who of <laughs> sketch actors like nick robinson is there and betsy sadaro and all these people and it is so ridiculous in the way that like a uh, I think you should leave sketch would get ridiculous but like it in the movie for some reason it just didn't it felt like it was like cribbed from another movie I don't don't know like those things when they suddenly showed up they didn't always work on me I feel like the comic vibe just didn't I I don't know it like conflicted with the rest of the tone
0: (laughs) I mean as soon as you brought it up I started laughing (laughs) because I remember (laughs) the scene so you can imagine how hard I was laughing in the moment
1: (laughs) yeah Tim Robinson not Nick Robinson Nick Robinson is love Simon wrong Robinson (laughs)
0: Yeah, it's it's kind of funny to, to me still that you felt so flat with this film. I mean, mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. I watched it with Jamie. She enjoyed it. I think it was. Did you watch this alone?
1: No, I watched it with Joanna, and and she liked it more than I did. Okay, like I, I she she thought it was sweet, and I was like, it was fine. It was fine. <laughs> like I'm I'm being negative only because like. Look, like, I've been in quarantine for a long time, and like a new Seth Rogen movie with a clever premise, like I was excited for that. I, I was like, "Oh man, this is gonna do it for me. This is gonna go great." And it 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 just fell flat enough of that that I think the when it didn't hook me in the first like twenty minutes, I just kind of I was doomed from that point. I think I would I was either on or I wasn't, and in this case, I just wasn't.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's definitely that's definitely true. I mean, I, I think. If you settle into the tone, it like things will get you. Even things that aren't like joke jokes, I was still laughing out that like there's a scene later on where Herschel takes Ben to see a spot that he really, really loved. And <laughs> just the way that the spot has changed <laughs> in the last yeah. hundred years. <laughs> I just was laughing so hard. And then Ben just like... (laughs) No, that
1: was a good one. That kind of reminded me of the joy of like Eurovision when there's something like CGI whales in the distance. Like it just seemed like
0: ridiculous. Yeah, I just like... like, I, I felt like there was enough of that throughout the film that it kind of kept me really, really going.
1: I do... I feel like even if it wanted to just steer into this personal how do I relate with the... The religion and the culture that I was brought up in, being who I am today, where I know there are a things that I don't relate to anymore, and then B things that are kind of abhorrent that those people believed, you know
0: um,
1: <laughs> I don't feel like it really dives into it as deeply as I would like if it wanted to be that movie like like I, I feel like the changes that happen in Ben, uh, you know, spoilers, I guess, if you've never seen any movie ever, Ben by the end <laughs> will feel differently than he does at the beginning. Um, those don't feel motivated or gradual in the way that I'm used to. It feels very like one moment towards the very end of the movie where the rest comes with it for free. I, I don't know. There wasn't as much of like a grappling with with the legacy as I was kind of hoping there would be knowing that Honestly, I got way more enjoyment out of the episode of What the Fuck last week that Seth Rogen was on when he and Mark <laughs> Marin were talking about their relationship with Judaism for like an hour and a half um and then Seth got in a lot of trouble because he criticized Israel a bunch and had to apologize. Um, <laughs> but, but anyway, like like people actually it's bad grappling timing with this for this
0: movie to come out then.
1: Yeah, bad timing. <laughs> um, but I, I I don't know. I, I just felt like people literally grappling with this stuff with words was much more entertaining to me than this movie kind of trying to do it obliquely. And I feel like if it dove in a little bit more deeply, I might have liked it more.
0: Yeah, I, I think that this film doesn't necessarily know what it wants to say about that connecting. But I still was touched by that reconnecting. There, There's a scene where... Um, where Seth Rogen is standing with other people who are praying and he begins to recite that same prayer, um, which is like, Oh, I don't remember this, but it like comes back to him. Like for whatever reason, that was like, that got me good. Like just him, like in that moment, giving into it, like felt, it felt earned. Um, Obviously, it was earned in the way that like he's been pushing against it for so long, but without a real reason to. And in this moment, he's sort of just like willing to give into it, and it kind of comes back and it wells up inside him, like it welled up inside me. Um, and and I think that that stuff works. I don't I don't know what it's saying necessarily, and like what specifically it's saying, but it still f- worked and fit for me and made me feel for the character for having realized. The journey he has put himself on in this film, and sort of like taking that moment to step back from that, and sort of just be part of this other thing. Like, like I I mean, I I felt that dealing with repressed grief much better than I felt in, say, King of Staten Island, (laughs) with like equivalent Mm -hmm. type scenes in that film, right? I'll give you that.
1: Yeah, this is more (laughs) honest
0: than King of Staten Island. Yeah, I'll I'll get handed to you.
1: (laughs) Thank you. Podcast. I have to see what I rated King of Staten Island. (laughs) Wow, I was more generous than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, go, go on.
0: No, I think that was sort of the end of my point. I was just sort yeah. of okay, cool. stating that. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: It's fine. Okay. So, last question because you and I have both seen Silicon Valley. So, we've seen shows try to deal with the idea of making an app, having a tech startup, funding, and all of that. On a scale of one to ten, how well do you feel like this movie handled
0: that character detail for Ben? <laughs> um, I'll, I'll split my comment into two two sides of things. The first the first way I'll answer the question is that I feel like this handled uh, startup and app development about as close as uh, what was the movie where, where him and Charlie Theron fall in love. Um, Oh, yeah, uh, the long shot. Yeah, the long shot. I feel like this handled app development as well as the long shot handled journalism or speech writing. Mm. <laughs> um, and that is to say, not very well. <laughs> but yeah. I, but the second part of that question is, I, given the current, current moment of things, I did like the idea of the rationale for why you might or might not... Get funding being based upon events that happened most recently. Um, I thought yeah. that sort of rationale. Uh, I, I thought that was a funny, a funny uh, situation. But I think that um, that obviously it's sort of yada yada yadded over. His app and what it does, and yeah, how long he's been working on it and stuff like that
1: see the the thing i didn't like about how that played out, and maybe this is partly why the fish out of water stuff didn't really work for me is Ben knows that Herschel just showed up from a hundred years ago, and he has no concept for anything, but when Ben starts describing his app to him, he is not even trying to use language he thinks he would understand, yeah, yeah. like I, I don't like when movies do that where like to heighten the divide between the characters, they make one talk in a way they would never, ever, ever talk knowing what they know about the other person. Yeah. Um, And that, like, kind of put me in a, like, extra critical mood during that scene, because I was like, this would never
0: happen. (laughs) But, on the other hand, you ever know somebody who's always in pitch mode? (laughs) And when they talk Mm. about something, they just say the thing that they always say, and they're not, like they're they're repeating their pitch all the time they are not telling you a specific person who already knows a specific thing how they feel about a thing they're going into like let me pull out my deck (laughs) yep
1: i i yes i have met one or two people like that in my (laughs) life point taken i withdraw my criticism
0: But yeah, in general, I think it does yada, yada, yada over like anything related to the business he's trying to create. But still, Mm -hmm. they still execute well on, I still feel like the whole, where that goes, I think still feels really good in the end. Yeah. I'll give it to you. Cool. Um, Well, Steven... How about you give me your verdict for this film? (laughs) If you're going to give this a must-see, reckon with a caveat, wait for rental, pass with a caveat, or a must-avoid, what would you give it?
1: Um, I'm giving it a wait for rental. I feel like this was just like a straight down-the-middle movie. It didn't do much for me. There were chuckles to be had. It was fine. I will admit, I probably like... If I had been more into it in the first 20 minutes, I probably could have rode a wave of enjoyment. Like, it's the kind of movie where it could go either way. Um, It isn't doing much to keep you if you're not into it already, but it probably has plenty to recommend it if you are. So it was fine. It was fine. Just below my expectations.
0: I'm going to give it a very, very big recommend with a caveat. Um, I'm going to give it a really, really big recommend with a little caveat. Um... I, there's definitely things that don't hit all the way. But I think if you're in the right mindset, and if the beginning gets you, you're going to really, really love this movie like I did. Um, it's almost... I am, I'm almost tempted to give it a must-see, but I can definitely see um, why you did have the reaction that you did, Stephen. And I, and I feel like other people out there who might have passed on this movie might also... <laughs> get that reaction mm, from so it
1: big question if i had raved about this movie would you have given it a must-see like did i make you see the need for a caveat i
0: there there were things that were happening in real time that i was like okay this is kind of dumb or this is like <laughs> fa- this is falling flat in the moment but there were also mm. things where i was like laughing and and jamie was just looking at me strange because she's, because she's like you love this movie don't you um and i think if you were much more positive on it, it might of I might have given it a a must see. But so yeah, I don't know if you're trying to push me up into the next category or or if you're happy with where I like. I'm left just it. asking.
1: I'm just curious because I mean, sometimes I do that when when you and I talk. If you like like a thing a bunch, then my criticism becomes like actually he's right. You know that was better. And sometimes if you dislike it, then I reserve
0: my universal praise a little bit more. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I definitely can do that too, especially because if you're watching it in sometimes a literal vacuum, <laughs> where it's just mm-hmm. you and headphones and no one else in the world, um, it's hard to like figure out how other people could see what you're viewing. Um, and I felt that like I just was... Tr- like My pants were charmed off by this film. Um, so um, I, I really, really enjoyed watching it. But I can see all of your complaints as valid complaints, but for me, they were overpowered by, like, just the, the, the raw charm and, like, feel-goodness that I got from Herschel, even when he's, like, <laughs> saying terrible shit. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, cool. um, I think that'll do it for our review of An American Pickle. Stephen Miller, if people want to find you throughout the week, where can they do that?
1: People can find me at twitter.com slash miller or miller.com.
0: People can find me at Christopher in real life.com or twitter.com slash Christopher IRL. You can find the podcast over at the spoiler warning.com where you can get a bunch of the back episodes of the show. If you want to subscribe to the show, you can do so in overcast stitcher, Apple podcasts or wherever podcasts are found. If you want to know when the episodes go live, you can follow us at twitter.com slash spoiler warning, facebook.com slash the spoiler warning or Instagram.com slash the spoiler warning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at the spoiler com, or you can use the contact form on our site. Music for this episode will come from the soundtrack to an American Pickle. So hopefully you are enjoying that. Um, yeah, we have one more review to do this week, and that's a review of La La Llorona. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um So we are. So yeah, so we're gonna go to that now. We'll see you in a bit, <laughs> Brian. <laughs>
2: Don't forget, bring back John, but I will find you and I will do terrible violence.